Hello and welcome to another episode of Beauty of Birth Podcast. I know it's been a while again. I, I was hoping to do... I have Jules on the podcast today. She's Jules' second cousin. Um, and she reached out to me and said she would be willing to do her birth story a long time ago. And then I finally took her up on it because I was hoping to maybe do it in person. But... Uh, it's just been too crazy to try to meet up, so we just did it over Zoom. But I was, I've also taken a while to edit it. Honestly, guys, I've just been so pregnant and big and tired and haven't felt like editing it. So I'm getting it out finally. So yeah but this will be my last one for a while because the next one will probably be my birth story unless i feel like in my time of just being with baby like if i feel bored or something because my parents are taking the kids for a week so i can just me and joel can just have some time with just the baby mainly me to just bond and just rest and heal Maybe during that time I'll feel like it. I doubt it. I probably won't, but um, we'll see. Otherwise, the next one will probably be mine, which is pretty crazy. I can't believe I'm that close. I'm almost, I'm getting close to 39 weeks. I'm 39 weeks on Monday. Hoping to go into labor sooner rather than later as we're going to a cottage with the family first week of August and I would really love to be as far away as post from postpartum as possible but obviously I can't the it, baby's gonna come when she wants to come so but I'm trying the things to naturally induce labor and we'll see um hopefully a week early if not at least on time would be amazing but I'm feeling so ready this time around I've had so many more Braxton Hicks than I had with my other two like it's crazy. I've gotten so many more. Like, with my other two, I honestly, like, barely ever had them. Um, I got it, would get it, like, right, like, both times I got it right before labor, like, but just, like, a few, or, like, I had several consistent ones right before labor, but, like, it, I wasn't having them all the time like I'm now. Like, I, I wouldn't say I'm having them constantly, but they just, they're popping up more and more frequently. So, I mean, it doesn't hurt. It's just interesting yeah so besides I've been feeling good just really getting big and tired and ready to be done being pregnant I just really want to meet baby girl so I'm really like excited anyways just praying that God will allow me to go sooner rather than later but it's all in his hands okay well, here's uh, the episode with Jules. Hi, Jules. Hi. Okay, so tell us a little bit about your family and yourself. Uh, sure. So I am married to Daniel. We met in college, actually. Believe it or not, yes, that still happens. <laughs> um, and yeah, we live in St. Catharines. Um, I was born and raised here. Daniel is actually from Brazil. So he's been here for almost seven years now in Canada. Um, winters are still very hard, but we try <laughs> to get through it the best we can. And we've been very blessed with two little boys. Um, Noah is going to be three in December. So he's two and a half. And Luke is almost one already, which is crazy. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Daniel works at an RV place in Smithville. And I am currently at home with the boys. Um, I always worked in sales before, loved it, but yeah, not ideal when you have a family. Right. And yeah, I, um, that's all I can really think about. We love to be outside every day at the parks. We spend a lot of time by the lake in Port Luzi. Nice. Um, yeah. Looking forward to our big trip to Brazil in December. We're going to go with the whole family um on a big adventure <laughs> and yeah that's all I can think of right now <laughs> <laughs> no that's great um so how did you like when did you get married how old were you 
Um, I believe I just was 23. 22 or 23? Okay. 23. I was 23. Yeah. And when did you get married? What year? Uh, it was 2018 we got married. Same year as us. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, when did when was your wedding again? Because we were we didn't we weren't able to go because we had a, literally another wedding the same day. Yeah, that's but right. Joel was that's in. Right. Yeah. Um, I remember that now. It was October, tenth. Okay. Yeah, that was. Yeah. The one Joel was in. That was exactly October twentieth. Oh my word. <laughs> we were kind of sad. We were like sad too because we were like, oh, it's probably gonna be cool. Like. <laughs> With the Brazilians, like, yeah, and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> it was a very fun wedding. <clears throat> like, Daniel had like 12 of his family members actually come from Brazil, so that was really neat. Oh, that is cool. Yep, it was fun. When did you guys decide to um, start trying, or did you decide that, or was it just like <laughs> did, you didn't think? Um, yeah, we. We knew we kind of, we were renting a house for the first year we were married. We knew we kind of wanted to work a little bit, save up before having kids. Um, but yeah, we weren't even married for two years before Noah was born. Because he was born in 2020. But yeah, I mean, we did get pregnant in Brazil, actually, when we were there in March. Um, it wasn't really planned. We kind of just, whatever happens, it happens. <clears throat> and then, yeah, Noah was born in December of 2020, just at the tail end of the were year. You, were so. you thinking whatever happens, happens the whole time, like you were married? Um, No, I think I think the first year we kind of, we did want to both be working and save up a little bit. And then after that, it was kind of, we weren't really trying, I guess. I think in in Brazil, though, when... I think it did help that Dan was with his family and um, his sister had just had a baby. He was like six months old and he, I think he did get a bit of baby fever. <laughs> when we were there. So yeah, things definitely did, um, did happen when we were in Brazil. And then, yeah, we got home and shortly after we realized I was pregnant. Um, and then, yeah, boom, COVID was happening. So <laughs> we were, which was kind of nice because everybody was so glum and like couldn't believe the world was shutting down and it was a pretty scary time for a lot of people so it was fun for me because I love calling everybody and telling them that I was pregnant like calling all my aunts and uncles and um it was just fun to have a like good news when it everything else just seemed so crappy for sure uh, so that was neat <clears throat> and yeah my Oma was in the hospital and um we didn't know if she was going to come out of it because she had COVID really bad there and it was just a mess. So it was nice to have good news during that time for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I was going to say, I always, I have always wanted to do a home birth. Um, but yeah, like I said, Daniel, he's part of a family. His cousin's a doctor, his dad's a doctor, his sister. So they're very much hospital, like pro hospital for everything. Um, so that was, I knew right away it wasn't even a, like a, a worthy fight to continue because it was just a no. <laughs> so that's fine. Um, I have been very blessed that I have good pregnancies. I don't feel super sick. Um, and I've had good labors so far as well. So Daniel was very much, didn't really know what to expect either as far as labor goes because he's so used to everybody just going to the hospital and coming home with a baby and knowing exactly what's going to happen like not even going into labor really. So um, I warned him like, this is going to be different. I hope you're somewhat mentally prepared. He didn't want to watch any videos or anything. So I was like, Hey, <laughs> um, <laughs> when, yeah, the time came and we met the midwife at the hospital. Um, he, the midwife was much more concerned about Daniel than me. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> oh, really? So, yeah. <laughs> He um, was a bit shell-shocked, I think. And not that the labor was crazy scary or anything. It's just he was so concerned that he knew of all the things that can go wrong. And I think he just got into his head a little bit more than he should have. Right. 
Yeah. So yeah, he tends to get stressed easily, and that's just not a good situation for him. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, um, when you come have such a different culture and like you're not used yeah. to that, yeah, yeah. harder. Honestly, for Luke, I, <clears throat> I, I did tell Daniel, you know what? If you don't actually want to come with me to the hospital and like be part of the like experience, that's totally fine. Like Sarah would love to come with me, my sister, and you can just stay home and take care of Noah. Like that's totally fine with me. And he was more than happy to do that because then he actually felt like useful, like he was doing something to help. Taking care of Noah is something that he can do, and he felt better about it. I felt better about it. So. That's, that was our plan. Sarah was going to come and take me to the hospital. And Dan was going to stay home with Noah. Um, and yeah, we know that that didn't happen. But Okay. <laughs> we'll get into that. But yeah, we'll get into that after. <laughs> Noah was okay. first. so. <laughs> okay, so how was your pregnancy with Noah? You just said that you didn't get sick, right? Yeah, the first couple weeks, I did feel sick. Um yeah, you just feel super tired and like blah. Um, but then shortly after that, thankfully, I started to feel better. Second trimester is always really nice too. You get a burst of energy. Everything's usually a lot better. And that was summertime too, which was nicer. You're outside more. It was just easier. Um, and yeah, midwives were great. Um but there's so much that you learn from your first child and from your first like birthing experience that you can carry into your next one. Like <clears throat> I took um, a prenatal yoga class and that was really cool. And I remember the one thing that really stuck with me that she said was um, labor and birth in general is a marathon that you're going to be training for. Like when you go to run a marathon, you don't just go run a 20K marathon. You have to train for it. And it takes time and it takes discipline and it takes persistence but when you train for it you're that much better prepared and especially postpartum like your body's just thanking you for everything that you're doing to prepare for this and that really stuck with me a lot of the exercises that she showed us she's also a doula she's been to like over 200 births herself so super experienced lady um i did it with my friend and it was just the coolest class ever and it was neat too because every time um, somebody wasn't there at class you knew that they had their baby and then the lady would actually share birth stories of people that were in our class that just had their baby last week or the week before or whatever so we could hear birth stories of our fellow people that were in the class too that was really neat um, and yeah something I would highly recommend for anybody that's pregnant is do a prenatal yoga class that's um, really cool unreal especially to just cope through labor like to know how to breathe properly to keep your voice nice and low like so many things so many positions that help so much it's crazy that you would never even have thought about beforehand so that was very um eye-opening to me because I never would have thought of doing anything like that with without my friend encouraging me to join her and I was like yeah sure why not it's COVID what else are you (laughs) gonna do (laughs) Well, so yeah, that was really neat. <clears throat> how did? And, oh, I was just gonna ask. Um, sorry. Do you did you decide to do midwives like at the hospital, or? Um. Center? Yeah. So I didn't actually have a midwife with Noah. I couldn't get in. I was on the wait list for quite a while until my third trimester. So I did have an OB until then, um, and honestly, I only met with him once, and it was a very old Chinese man. Super nice guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, here too, like if you even have an OB, your chances of even getting that OB when you're in labor is like 10% if they're even like, because they have to be on call and available. So I was, yeah, I was very thankful when I got the call that I I got into um, with the midwife. That made me feel a lot better. Because <laughs> I know too with OBs, like your chances of intervention and C-sections and everything are much higher. Right. Um, and especially with your first kid, like you don't really know what's happening. You're just going to do what your doctors are telling you, right? Most of the time, because you don't know any better. Um, you don't really, at least I was like that. I didn't tend to question things very often. I just kind of went with it, what people were telling me. Um, yeah. And yeah. Did you, so did you decide to do at the hospital or? But yeah, you really do have to 
voice what you what you want and what you think is safe and what you're comfortable with. Yeah, it's a learning experience, that's for sure. Yeah. Not not to say that we don't have good OBs, like we have excellent OBs. Um, but yeah, I just know from multiple people that your chances of interventions and everything are much, much higher. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> if you listen yeah. to enough birth stories, you can tell that right away. Oh, yeah. It's just too, like, even if you have, if you're pregnant with twins, it's too bad. You can't even have a midwife. I think you can have um, dual care, like a midwife and an OB, but they want you to at least have an OB as part of your health team because midwives aren't, at least in this area, they're not, um, I guess, qualified enough to to be with twins by themselves. <clears throat> yeah. So did you have any, yeah. th- did you find out the gender and, uh, how, or um, how? Yes, with Noah we did. Dana really wanted to know. Um, so I gave in, that's fine. It was great knowing. <laughs> um I wouldn't have changed it. It is nice knowing you can kind of people say you can bond with your baby more, you can know that he's a boy or know that he's a girl and I don't know, pray for him more specifically, I guess. I would much rather have a surprise personally. Um that's what we did with Luke. But both ways were fine. I don't regret knowing with Noah. It was nice. <clears throat> with Luke, I remember telling Daniel um, I said, you know what? How many nice surprises do you get in your life anymore? Like, usually surprises nowadays are, they're usually bad surprises. And this is the one surprise that's actually like a nice thing. So I did convince him with Luke to not find out, which I was very happy about. <laughs> <laughs> but, and it's nice too, like when you're in labor, like it gives you so much to look forward to at the end too. Like you have no idea if it's a boy or a girl and then it's just such a fun thing to yeah look forward to get you through the last contractions and pushes <laughs> yeah i can see that yeah not that i was thinking about that but anyways <laughs> true <laughs> i feel like if you had more time and like it was more of a relaxed atmosphere that's kind of what i would think about i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah so did you have any other big symptoms in your pregnancy or was it pretty straightforward nope it was pretty straightforward um, Noah was quite late. I think he was, yeah, he was 11 days over. Um, <clears throat> so my midwives did want to, I think, yeah, he, they said once we reach 14 days, then we'll start talking about induction. But until then, it's quite normal with your first one to go over. And as long as you're comfortable, everything's fine. We'll just keep going. And that's nice too with midwives. Like, I feel like I would have a lot more pressure with an OB. If I was 11 days over, <laughs> they would definitely be telling me. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, she, she just recommended to do some curb walking. Um, they did do a stretch and sweep and yeah, the midwife that actually did my stretch and sweep, that was cool. She was also pregnant and while she was doing the stretch and sweep, our bellies were touching and our, both of our babies were kicking. <laughs> that was really neat. Um, yeah, that was cool. And then, yeah, I did go into labor the, d- the day after that. So I don't know if that helped or not, but. Was that the um, only one you had? Yeah, I just had one. Okay. Did you have another ultrasound? Like, did they do an ultrasound again or no? I was supposed to the day that I went to labor. Okay. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Were um, you with a clinic or was it just like a, was it a, a midwifery clinic? It was a midwifery yeah, midwifery clinic. So I was going to go, our plan was, yeah, hospital birth, <clears throat> just to have the midwives there. When was um, your due date? My due date was the, okay, November 30th. Okay. Yeah. Your, so that was your due date. So then you ended up giving birth in December, like. Yep. No was born on December 10th. Okay. Yeah. So tell me about the labor experience. Um, yeah, labor, not knowing again really what to expect. Um, I did labor as I knew that I wanted to labor mostly at home. Um, because that's where I was comfortable. I knew contractions would speed up a lot quicker. And that's what I did. 
I just laid on the couch at home and tried to breathe through them. What time um, did it start? They started at 2 a.m. with Noah. And, um, yeah, then we went to the hospital at around, we got there at 6 a.m. right when the, do- the front doors opened. And Noah was born about two and a half hours later. So they, we, thankfully, we did have one of the rooms with a massive jacuzzi. Um, so I was definitely using that, getting through the last um, strong contractions. And that's when I started dialing really quickly when I was in the hot water. Um, and then, yeah, I hopped out and was pushing for about 10 minutes. And then Noah was there. Um, I did do VBAC with Noah. Again, because I didn't know any different. And that's something I would never do again, <laughs> personally. You, you you pushed on your back? Yep. Okay. Is that because yeah. they told you to or... Um, I think so. I I can't quite remember if they told me to go on my back or not, or if I just, that's how I went on the bed. I'm not sure. It Were it just the midwives there and your, and your husband? Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. So, um, Noah's heartbeat did start, um, beating really fast towards the end. So they did have an OB on call in case they needed one. Um, and I remember my midwife saying, okay, we're going to have to get the suction or the, what are those other things called that they, not the clamps. Forceps? Yeah, forceps. And man, as soon as I heard that, I gave the biggest push ever and Noah was out because I was like, nope, that is not happening. Oh, no. <laughs> And I asked her later, I said, did you say that on purpose just to scare me? Like, for me to push harder and get the baby? She's like, half yes and half no. And I was like, that was a good move. Because, man, I did not want that to happen. So, yeah, that was definitely helpful for her to just scare me a little bit, I think. And because, yeah, I was tired at the end. I was not expecting to have that. It wasn't really a long labor. It was like seven hours. But to me, it felt longer. I don't know. Um, yeah, that push at the end, though, definitely did help. <laughs> did not want forceps and did not want suction. <clears throat> did you tear it all? I did, yeah. With both boys, I tore in the same spot. It was a good, I think, second degree tear. So Okay, so they stitched you up then? Yep, they stitched me up. Um, and healing was fine, like... I never had any discomfort with the stitches or anything. Um, with Noah, I didn't even do like, um, oh my word, I'm forgetting what that's called. That sits on the toilet. What's that thing called sits again? Sits bath. Yeah, thank you. Sits bath. I didn't even do that with Noah. I think I did it maybe one time. And that was it. Um, yeah, I should have done that more. But no, everything was fine, thankfully. Do you know why you tore? The reason why you tore? Um, no, I do not. Okay, sometimes I, I don't. I don't think there always is like for the first time at for the first time giving birth. At least I think. I mean, you're yeah. just more likely to tear because your body, uh huh, isn't used to opening that way. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> for sure. And then I think definitely the second time it was just everything happened too fast. <laughs> uh yeah it's not because if you push too hard too fast like that can also cause tearing yeah yeah uh yep. what what time was he born um he was born eight thirty. yeah around eight thirty a.m how much did he weigh um he was about eight five yeah eight five nice Yep. So, uh, how long did you stay at the hospital? Um, we were only there for like two hours after, then we went home. How was your so, postpartum? It was good. Yep. Your first kid, too, you're so overwhelmed and so overjoyed that you don't even think about yourself or any discomfort you might have. You're just so happy with a baby. 
it's such a surreal feeling, man. You walk out of the hospital and you're like, I just gave birth to a child. You, I felt like Wonder Woman. Like I can literally take on the whole entire world. It's a crazy feeling. <laughs> That's and true. I remember I was just so happy and so like, you're on such a high too, like a huge high. And we were driving home and I was like, Dana, can we please just go home? Because my family had no idea that we had a baby. And I wanted to go home and surprise them so bad. Just like walk through the front door with a baby. They would have flipped out. But Dana was like, no, we're going straight home. We need to rest. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, fine. But I was I was quite disappointed. Like I really wanted to go and surprise my family. <laughs> um, yeah. You're just, again, you're on such a ad- adrenaline high. It's wild. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> And but Daniel's good with that. He knows when I'm like that and when I need to rest and kind of forces me to, otherwise I'm just not going to. So looking back, that was helpful. But yeah. (laughs) You do sometimes Did you feel pretty sore for a while after or did was it not too bad for that the healing? Um, it wasn't too bad. Like like the first couple days, yeah, I I did have heavy bleeding and um I was a little bit sore, but again, with your first kid, you don't even think about it. Like, I remember feeling a little bit um, uncomfortable and like, again, I what I learned with Luke is that you don't fully rest your uterus and everything. Like, especially like if you think about the wound that is inside of you from your placenta alone, like your placenta is big. So that's the size yeah. of the wound in your womb. Like, that's a big wound that's trying to heal. And to properly get rest, you need to be horizontal. Like, sitting down does not count. <laughs> Obviously, it's better than standing up, but, like, horizontal is what you want. Right. And looking back with Noah, like, that's what I thought I was resting by sitting up. But that's not how you can heal, at least not how you can heal the fastest, is definitely you want to lay down. So I learned that. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, the first couple of days are hard. You get through it, and then you're fine. But again, I I was just so happy to have Noah. I didn't Aww. care. <laughs> How was breastfeeding for you? If you yeah. breastfed. Yep, breastfeeding was good, thankfully. He lasted on right away. Um, extra story, I'm thinking about Luke. With Noah, again, not a clue. I You just expect it to be kind of like a natural thing. Like they just find your breast and boom, watch on, everything's good. Yeah. And I guess with Noah, yeah, it was... So midwife comes 24 hours after. So she came the next morning um, and she taught me how to get him latched on because I just could not figure it out. And then, yeah, you just have to, like she said, like, you just have to force him on a little bit, like just be a little bit forceful because he has no idea what he's doing either. And once he gets it, he'll get it. But he just needs to have a little bit of help from you. So yeah, once we did that and then he was fine. And I was like, man, if that was easy if I would have just known to be a little bit like just hold his head a little bit um just keep it there for a second to give him a chance to latch on I guess so yeah then it was fine but I remember mom was over and she was like yeah I, like you just have to <laughs> let him get the hang of it but I was I remember thinking like what in the world he's not this isn't as easy as I thought as I thought it would be <laughs> but yeah <laughs> Did you have um, a lot of soreness from that, or did, or was it pretty good for you? Good experience. So yeah, Noah did go through the whole um, crazy um, breastfeeding thing where he's just uh, goes every like constantly for I think three days. He was just breastfeeding constantly, and my nipples did take a good beating from that. Um, so yeah, I used that lotion and stuff, and then it was fine. But, yeah, no breastfeeding was good. I always had enough milk. I always drank lots of water. My nice. mom always told me water produces milk, so just chug away. That's what I did. <laughs> chug away. <laughs> it's true. You do need lots of water, for sure. You do. Yeah. How Especially while you're nursing. It's, like, while yeah. you're nursing, you're just so, so thirsty. So oh, I learned yeah. that. I always, I always I have water. For sure. Yeah. I always have water at your nursing spot. That's helpful. <clears throat> how long did you nurse Noah for? No, I nursed him um, for just a little over a year. By 14 months, I was only doing it like once a day. 
he was eating so much food he didn't really need it and then he just stopped caring really and I remember my midwife saying because I was pregnant with Luke if you don't stop now he might kind of remember once the baby comes and get a little bit jealous maybe so I was like yeah I'll just stop now okay no I didn't care it's fine (laughs) (laughs) but and then he went to bed too like Daniel could put him to bed easier then because he didn't have to nurse beforehand so it was just it was better actually once he stopped it was easier did you have any other oh sorry I feel like Luke might be a little bit different like he loves his milk (laughs) he also loves food so we'll see how long he goes for (laughs) oh so you're still breastfeeding him now yep Yep. nice Mm -hmm. that's nice it is nice you do miss it when you stop like I did really miss it when I stopped with Noah and it felt like a long time before Luke was born I started again even though it was only like not even four months it was yeah that's weird do you have any other noticeable postpartum symptoms or um nope not that I can think of okay Nope. So it was fairly good. I remember we went on lots of walks and yeah, it was winter. So I was like, I don't know what else to do besides walk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everywhere else was closed. So oh, true. Right in the, peak of, <laughs> the peak of COVID. COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I forget that that happened and like, it seems crazy that that was happening. I know. Same. <laughs> there's a lot of babies though that year of 2020 (laughs) yeah okay so how was your pregnancy with uh with luke oh also when did you decide to start trying again or when did or was it a surprise i'm trying to remember (laughs) man once you have kids everything's just like a blur ah it's crazy um with luke yeah, we were trying um, with Luke, and um, we were successful pretty much right away. Um, we kind of decided that we, we did want to have the boys pretty close together. They're, they're 18 months apart, a year and a half. Okay. So, yeah, we were trying at that point. Yep. I think, yeah, Luke was, just, yeah, July. Yeah, so no, we were not in Brazil this time. <laughs> um, and yeah, we a lot of our friends were having kids close together. Um, and we, we've we seen from other families examples too where kids are clicked together and they, they seem to be very close growing up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we definitely did want that for our kids. Um, fun too, they're both boys. So And so far, it's so cool to see how they're interacting with each other and Noah's such a good older brother for Luke. It's so cool to watch. Aww. He's very protective. Um, times when I should be more on the ball and I'm not. Like, Noah is there and he's like, for example, just this afternoon I was cutting the grass and we have kind of like a deck with um, about a step off. It's about like a foot and a half high. And then there's rocks on the ground. So I was cutting the grass and I looked over and Luke, sure enough, was right by the edge about to crawl off and Noah was just holding him um from behind making sure that he wasn't gonna fall off and like he knows and he's so good with that he's so he's always aware of what Luke is doing if he's going towards the stairs or whatever like he's there and he's on it and it's so cool to watch um yeah very very cool even when Luke was like two months old I remember like just the way that they stared at each other they were just like you know that they're they knew that they were brothers and it was the cool i had no idea it was so cool to watch oh but it is very very neat yeah and um with luke i definitely was much less um sick at first so that was very thankful for that i wasn't sure how that was going to go with having a young toddler Um, right but thankfully it was it was fine i felt sick for about a week and a half two weeks maybe and then I was over it pretty quick. It does help that you're busy watching another child. That definitely helps. <laughs> keep your mind keep your mind off of how lousy you feel. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, that definitely helped. And I was worried too, like going into the winter, am I gonna feel gross? Like 
just because the weather's gross, it's not going to help, but it was fine. So I'm, I'm, I was very thankful for that. Um, and then with Luke too, like I did decline a whole bunch of all the testing. Um, I didn't even do the, the diabetes, the glucose drink thing. Did you do that with, um, did you do that with Noah? With Noah? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yep. Um, just, yeah, you start to look into things a lot more. Like you didn't really know that you had options to say no. Or, like, there might be a better option besides drinking that. Like, I've learned that you can also test for diabetes through blood work. I didn't know that with Noah. Oh. Now I do. Um, okay. Just stuff like that. Like, um, and then I learned a lot, like, a, just random stuff. Like, when they do the eye drops when the baby's born, um, the vitamin K shot, all that stuff. Like, I started looking into it. And now it's very, very hard to find um credible sources like really hard because the internet just skews everything mm -hmm. um and it's hard to know who to trust but i did try to do a lot of research on it and yeah just didn't do near as much stuff as what i did with noah because i didn't think i had the option with noah right so <laughs> yeah and that was cool too and midwives too again like they're very um they don't come off as judgy or like oh why would you not want to do this like they're very good with that too which i was thankful for depending on the midwife uh, but yeah yeah true that's hard depending on the midwives thankfully mine were really good <laughs> did you get the that. same ones i did, did you yeah. have the same plan with luke as with yep Noah? yep yep okay. we we're planning for another hospital birth just the only difference was sarah was going to come with me instead of daniel Right, yeah, you you yeah. talked about that. Yep. Did you uh, <laughs> have a very similar pregnancy to the first then? Yeah, very similar. Okay. Yep. Um, I did the same prenatal yoga class again. Nice. That was nice. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, there's actually two midwives in our class when I was pregnant with Luke. That was cool too. Because they had some um, helpful tips and whatever with their own experience nice um yeah and then with luke like everything just seemed to move a lot faster i remember with noah um especially towards the end like he was quite overdue but i didn't want him to come out like <laughs> i knew that he was the safest he could ever be inside of my inside of me and i knew that and it was just such a nice feeling having him there and like being comfortable and just happy knowing that he was safe and sound like yeah you know that, yes, you do want to bring them into the world. You want to see them and hold them and whatever. But you also know that the world is such a scary place. Like, And then Daniel is a bit of a germaphobe and whatever. And um, you just know that, yeah, they can't get sick inside of you. Like, It's just a kind of a surreal feeling where you want to see them, but you also want to keep them inside of you, safe and sound. <laughs> I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> and then with Luke, Luke just wanted to come straight out, man. And to this day, like, he is crazy. <laughs> compared to noah <laughs> complete opposite children um That's so funny but yeah i mean luke kicked the same amount of times but he was very active in the womb just like noah was so i kind of had a feeling it might be another boy but i had really no idea like no gut feeling of oh i know for sure this is going to be boy. i didn't have that okay um luke was a surprise we didn't know what it was going to be so that was super fun and highly recommend it <laughs> <laughs> um i know so many people too now especially even my pediatrician the amount of births that she goes to and the the sex is wrong is crazy like oh, i had really? no idea that was still very common but it oh. is interesting so anyways i feel like that would be fun thinking you're having a boy and then oh it's a girl <laughs> that would be really um, funny i think yeah it would be um but yeah nope had a good pregnancy with luke too lots of energy um I remember that was quite a warm spring that we had before summer. Luke was born just the beginning of July. Um, yeah. What, when no, was your due date with him? My due date was July 3rd with Luke. Um, and he came on the 3rd. Oh, yeah. So you're right. You said yeah. that. So mm -hmm. how did that labor go? So like that labor, totally different. Um, my contractions actually started the same time as with Noah. They started at 2 a.m. And um, I was just deep breathing in bed, just stayed there where I was. Um, 
Daniel woke up and was like, it's happening. And I was like, yep, it's happening. Like very excitedly. Cause I knew now what to expect and you right. just get super excited. Like with the first one, you kind of get scared when you feel something happening. Cause you have no idea what to expect. Um, and with Luke, it was just a completely different feeling. Like I was super pumped. I was excited. I was a lot more comfortable and a lot more confident because I knew it was going to happen. I was more confident with my body too. I was much more prepared. I feel like than with Noah. Um, and I knew my body was more prepared too, because it's already gone through labor before. So, um, yeah, contraction started at 2 a.m. They slowly did get quite fast and very intense. Um, I feel like it, it didn't seem slow, but to me, three hours. So he was, it was really quick. He was born by 5 a.m. Oh, wow. Um, that is fast. Yeah, it was super quick. I I remember calling, Dana was like, okay, hey, I think it's time to call the midwife because they were, they were getting strong. I was still in bed. I was on my hands and knees breathing through them. That's the most comfortable position for me. Um, that's a lot of the positions that I was doing, a lot of the stretches and stuff to get ready for labor. So that's automatically the position that I went to where I'm most comfortable was hands and knees right away. When the contractions started getting strong, that's boom, the position I went to. And then okay. I called the midwife and she was like, okay, so I can tell that you're ready. So let's meet at the hospital. She's like, I'm coming from Fort Erie. So I'll be about 40 minutes. I said, okay, well, I'll meet you there. Got up from the bedroom. Um, I went and peed on the toilet quickly and then went to walk through the kitchen towards the front door to get in the car. And just as I was going through the kitchen, my water broke, um, oh. which I didn't have with Noah because it must have broke in the tub in the hospital. Okay. So I had I didn't know what to expect with that. But yeah, just some clear fluid came down my legs, and I was like, I think that's my water breaking. And then like that, boom! I had the urge to push. <gasps> so I right away, yeah. Sarah was in the living room, just um, ready to take me because Daniel had texted her earlier. Thankfully, otherwise. Daniel would have had to take me and Noah would have just been home by himself because I would have had the baby in the car if we tried to go to the hospital. Yeah. And <laughs> I said right away, okay, call 911. I'm not going anywhere. Daniel right away threw down towels on the living room floor. I was like three steps away from, I took three steps, got down on my hands and knees, like three or four pushes and he was out. Oh my God. <laughs> so it was really quick. They barely had time to get 911 on speaker. And the lady was just telling Sarah, like, okay, if you see something white, like, that's the head. Um, try to push on it while the baby is coming out so that nothing comes too fast type thing. And yeah, I remember even my midwife after saying, like, so obviously Daniel's freaking out. Like, this is not what he wanted at all. Yeah, he did I'm not guessing have he, a baby. If, he did. it probably <laughs> he, felt traumatic for him, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Very. It was so traumatic for Daniel. I was... On cloud nine, as happy as could be, Dana was like losing his mind, um, almost passed out. Oh no! <laughs> Just, oh my word! So paramedics, there's um, a station like really close to our house, like literally two minutes away. So they were there really soon after the baby was born. Um, so they came in time. They cut the umbilical cord. Um, they clamped it, and basically didn't really have much to do because they just. All they did was really check our vitals because everything was fine, thankfully. Um, but yeah, Sarah and Daniel both caught the baby as he was coming out. Oh. And so, yeah, I, I guess I can officially say that I have a mid-husband. <laughs> um, <laughs> technically, that's accurate. And some midwiferies actually give the husbands a certificate if they do a home birth. Um, oh, I guess really? My, I actually asked for that for mine, but they didn't. She's like, you could probably find something online, but we don't do that. But anyways, um, Sarah was just on such a high. She actually went to play church that morning. She plays piano for her church. And she still went because, yeah, that was a couple hours later. And she was telling everybody she was so excited. I thought for sure she was going to go into midwifery after that. <laughs> um, she still hasn't, but that still might be in the books. You never know. Um. But yeah, just very cool experience. The paramedics came soon after. They checked our vitals, didn't really know what to do. There's five of them that walked into our house. Oh, wow. That was a bit overwhelming. Yeah. If I could change anything, it would be that. Like, that was not... 
Makes very it feel pleasant. very not peaceful. No, like our living room is very small. So then to have all of them in there, they're all coming with their big boots on and like eye protection. And yeah, it was a lot of people all at once. Um, and then as soon as my midwife came, she came about 20 minutes later. Um, then the paramedics could leave. But yeah, they have to come with two two rigs, one for the mom, one for the baby. And then a specialist came too. So they're very prepared for anything, I guess. Yeah. Um, and nice they, to know that they'll come really fast and they can help if... Yeah, they were there very quickly. I was impressed. Yeah. Um, it was funny. We actually had to like kick them out of the house because they thought it was just the coolest thing. I guess they don't go to many <laughs> home births. <laughs> but they were... Um, yeah, they thought it was quite cool. But yeah, so then my buddies came. Um, they stayed for a couple hours just doing all the paperwork. There's so much paperwork you have to do at home. It's crazy. I had no idea. Oh, for if you have a home birth. Yeah, they were spent hours just doing paperwork. Oh, interesting. I was like, man, that's not fun. But it was so nice. It was like having two of my close friends there. Like They were amazing. Aww. I could not have asked for better midwives. Did they, so you said you had a second degree tear, right? So did they stitch you up when they came? Yep. Yeah, my mother stitched me up when they came. <clears throat> um, I delivered my placenta too. When they, so actually, the paramedics wanted me to go to the hospital just to deliver my placenta. No. <laughs> I was like, are you crazy? Why? <laughs> That's the easy part. I'm staying home. Thank you very much. <sighs> so yeah, the dogs came. Um, Had you moved to the bed at this point? No, I was on the floor the whole time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I just stayed there. Um, Cassie was, my midwife was like, sorry, wait, did you like, get your placenta out? And at that point, I was like quite uncomfortable. Like, um, like my body was telling me, okay, there's more that has to come out. And I was like, yeah, let's get this out. So yeah, pushed and it came out right away. Um, and midwives always love to look at the placenta and like tell you everything, what it means and the coloring and all this. And- yeah. I couldn't care less for that, but anyways, oh. <laughs> I yeah. And then another cool fact that you might not have known about having a home birth is that you actually you're not allowed to. They can't take your placenta. You have to get rid of it yourself. What so you have to put? Oh. It, yeah, you have to put it right in your freezer. This is kind of gross, but I didn't know you that. Have it, you have to put it right in your freezer, and then when you're when you have your garbage day, you put it straight into the garbage frozen, so that they. Yeah, they take it on your garbage day, and then that's how you get rid of your placenta. <laughs> so interesting. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, learned that. That was kind of gross. But anyways, um, <clears throat> I guess a lot of people now, my mothers were saying, they freeze it and then eat it a couple days after. Because it's, like, super high. It's all the really healthy stuff, like, super high nutrients for you and the baby yeah a lot of people encapsulate it though so that it's not so gross like yeah i'm sure they yeah the raw placenta well humans are the only species that don't all eat their placenta right after birth apparently every animal does that i i'm i'm not i'm not like against it i just personally don't really want to no yeah same i can see how it's very nutritious and beneficial like that's great but no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. After having yeah. seen it both times after, I'm like, hmm. Yeah. yeah. Give me a smoothie. <laughs> I'll take that. Uh, yeah. So thankfully, that was great. Everything worked out. Nothing was alarming or scary. Um, there was a split second where, yeah, Luke was born. And then you just want to hear that cry, right? And then you know everything's fine. Yeah. And I remember that split second. It just feels like eternity. And then, boom, he cries. And you're just very happy that everything's fine but yeah i think that was probably the scariest moment was not hearing anything right when he was born right yeah then he was fine um and luke was almost yeah he was seven pounds 14 ounces okay so a little bit light uh lighter than noah but he looked the same size to me um but yeah almost eight pounds um he he didn't he lost like one ounce overnight and then that was it gained after that it was crazy so that was good um you said he breastfed well right away right 
Luke's, yep, latched on right away. Yep. That was nice. Um, and then my nipples were fine with Luke, too. Like, he didn't have any cluster feeding or anything crazy. Okay. So, nothing near, like, what Noah was like. Did you have a harder time with Noah, like, sleep-wise, too? Yeah. They Similar. Yep. yep. You, yeah, you just feel a lot more confident with your second one. If you know how to put them to sleep and to wrap them up tight at first for the first little bit and, like, what their wake windows are like more. Yeah. You just know a bit more of what's happening. Right. A bit more experienced, for sure. <clears throat> how was your postpartum with Luke? Good. Yep, really good. It also helped um, summer. I feel like that would be really hard if I had a second baby in the winter, just because your toddler needs space to run around and it might just be a bit too much everybody inside all the time. So I think it definitely helped having a summer baby. Um, and I convinced Daniel to take a week off of work this time too. That was really nice. He was home. He could spend more time with Noah. Um, when Noah was born, Daniel went back to work like literally the next day. Aww. And I was like, see ya. <laughs> and yeah. that was fine. Like I was fine, but I definitely appreciated the help with the second one. Um, and yeah. No, Luke was, Luke slept a lot better than Noah did at first. That was helpful. Um, yeah, all his midwifery appointments went well. And now he's almost one, and I can't believe it. Aww. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you had and such I'm, good experiences both times. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I, <laughs> I remember Daniel calling his parents. They FaceTime quite often, and FaceTime, and they, they thought he was 100% joking when he said that I had the baby at home and that he caught the baby himself. <laughs> Even his sister that's a doctor was like, no way. Like that is crazy. Oh they still God. they still cannot believe that happened. <laughs> oh my word. Uh... He was so like traumatized that after Luke was born, the first thing he did was didn't come and comfort me, didn't say good job, Jules, like how you feeling? Didn't get me a blank, like nothing. Went straight to Noah's room, picked him out of bed. He was sleeping perfectly fine, like Noah was didn't even wake up, and just held him. Because he just needed, like, something to hold, I think. And he was just so, like, that was a lot for Daniel. Aww. It really was. I still don't think he's over it. Oh, really? <laughs> I still have to convince him that I didn't do it on purpose. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think he still thinks that I did. Oh, my. But, do you guys want to have more kids? Yeah, I think I can convince him for a third. You <laughs> fucking... <laughs> Because um, I was just going to say, like, would he be, like, hopefully he would be able to get past that experience for, if you have another kid. For yeah, like, even, um, Lord willing, if we are so blessed with another child, he would never, ever let me have a baby at home on purpose. Even after that whole experience went so well, like. Yeah. It's really too bad, because, yeah, that was the dream. Like, that was an unreal experience. It just. Hung out on my couch. Midwives were there. Like, I was so relaxed. Everything didn't have to go anywhere. Didn't have to go in the car. Like, yeah, that's nice. Oh, it was amazing. Wouldn't change a thing. Except for the paramedics. But, hey. <laughs> Except for the paramedics. They got a, they've got a cool experience. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. No, it was, it was quite something. I still get goosebumps just thinking about it. Aww. Um... But yeah, no, Daniel was a bit traumatized, that's for sure. <laughs> and Noah, yeah, Noah woke up, came out, um, Daniel was holding him, and Noah had a blast looking at everybody in his house. <laughs> had a bit of an early morning, but it's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. made, some, made some oatmeal, and he's good to go. Nice. Um, but yeah, it was, it would be so cool, though, like, to have a planned home birth. Like, your midwives are there, you don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, you're comfortable. Like I told Daniel that, like you wouldn't have to worry about anything. You can just hang out with Noah downstairs, or you you don't have to be home. Like go for a walk with Noah, like and Luke. Like the midwives are there; they're completely competent, and yeah. they don't like if they even sense something is wrong. Like boom, you're going to the hospital. They don't like try to encourage you to stay home, like to see if anything's gonna be better. Like no, they don't take chances. Like yeah, 
And man, they walked in with a massive like hockey bag full of stuff ready to go if I needed oh, wow. it. So they were very prepared too. Yeah. For um, sure. Yeah, it was cool. Like my midwife, I didn't get a chance to call her and tell her that we weren't meeting at the hospital. But she kept calling me and then I think she realized that okay, she's not gonna make it to the hospital, so she just came straight to her house. <laughs> yep. And that was a good call. <clears throat> but do you, yeah. do you have a any other advice besides the advice you gave about prenatal yoga, which was good advice, but do you have any other advice that you would like to give to any moms out there? Um, yeah, honestly, the more research you do and the more you know about the whole flow of labor, the better your labor will go because so much of it too is mental. Like you can control so much with your mind. It's incredible. Like one of the, one of the ladies in our church, she has seven kids. Every single one of them was born at home in her bathtub. Um, water birth is just an incredible experience. That's what I would love to do. Me but too. She, yeah, she told me too. Like when you are having contractions, like you want to take the deepest breath you can possibly do. Like you want to get all the way down deep your diaphragm, take the deepest breath you can, and just breathe right through it. Don't tense up. Like just take the deep, deep, deep breath. And that's right. what I really tried to focus on with Luke. And um, like your oxytocin levels, that's a huge, huge thing. Once your labor starts, that's how you're going to dilate the quickest. And the best way to have your oxytocin just boost, like, is when you're most comfortable. So right. do whatever you need to do to be most comfortable. Like I had Daniel this time. I just stayed in bed, did all my deep breathing. Um, and Daniel was just massaging my lower back. Um, and I just, I was so relaxed and comfortable and that's why I dilated so fast. Yeah. Like it was crazy and oxytocin. Yeah. There's, there's multiple ways that you can increase your oxytocin when you're starting labor, but being comfortable is the biggest thing. And that's why so many people too, their labor stalls once they get to the hospital because they're not comfortable anymore. They're all tense and they're in a new place and there's bright yep. lights and it's just, um, a whole new experience, but. Yeah, no, um, great advice. I remember the midwife asking for my birth plan, and I, I said as as long as I'm comfortable, like that's all I would like to have planned. And you know that God is ultimately in, in control, and whatever happens is in His hands, and that's really comforting too. Yeah. Um. Right, like anything can happen. Birth. Whenever I talk to moms about birth. It's the most humbling experience you will ever go through, ever, because you genuinely do not know, like, anything can happen. Right. So, <clears throat> that's, I mean, yeah, thankfully, we didn't need anything. We didn't need help when Luke was born at home, but that could have gone a completely different way, too. And we're still so thankful that it went the way that it did. Yeah. Because, yeah, that that wasn't planned, and it could have gone much differently so For sure yeah it, but yeah it's a very very humbling experience <laughs> you might say things that you didn't mean and whatever but um that's all I can think of when I think of actually being in labor and going through those contractions and feeling them just roll through your body and knowing that each contraction you're getting closer and closer to meeting your next baby and it's just like your body was made to do this um no, you don't need drugs. You don't need, if you even have, that's what I had with Noah too. I told myself, I'm not going to have it as an option. I'm not even going to think about it because if I think about it or use it as an option while you're in pain, like you're just going to go for it. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's what I tried to do. And then, um, yeah, with Luke, I didn't even think about it because everything just happened so fast, but your body's made to do it. Like people, most of the population of the world just squats in a field and gives birth and then keeps working. Like, <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's mind blowing. It's humbling. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. How we're designed is unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> and then to just like postpartum is always, is also crazy. Like your body's healing. It just went through that whole traumatic experience. Your hormones are all resetting. Like, Yeah. That's another huge thing is to try and eat as much as nutritious foods, definitely while you're pregnant, but then 
100% after you give birth is really huge. Like, eat all the salmon, eat all the, the green foods, the broccoli, everything, because, man, your body just needs all of that right away. Yeah. It went through a, a quite a crazy <clears throat> experience. And, yeah, your baby's getting that straight from you. All that nice oh. liquid, the yellow gold. <laughs> it's yeah. a beautiful but crazy experience for sure. It really is. Yeah. Very cool. Why somebody would want to choose to do a C-section? Beyond me. But, hey. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Oh, I, I totally agree. Yeah. I get it if you need to, but if you don't need to, you're missing out, man. <laughs> yep. I think it's like an amazing experience that every woman should experience once if they can. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay. Well, That's... thanks so much for coming on. It was great yeah, to no problem. hear about your birth stories. Yep. I, um, I thought it'd be fun and it was fun so thanks it for having me <laughs> i wish we could have done it in person but unfortunately it's like oh yeah this it's just so, so hard right now <laughs> especially in the summer we're really busy to like meet up yep so yeah no i know it's life is busy it's crazy yeah especially summer the days are too short as it is i know <laughs> but yeah no thanks for having me that was a lot of fun it's always cool to talk about birth the whole process that it is for sure <laughs> okay see okay, ya bye bye thank you for listening to another episode of beauty of birth podcast goodbye theme song brought to you by my husband joel pennings playing on the bass guitar and myself playing the electric piano <laughs>